0: Bill O'Reilly here, Friday, March 18th, 2022. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening this week in America. Ukraine's president says World War III may already have begun. COVID surging again in Europe. Air travel returns to pre-pandemic levels. A survey ranks the most dangerous places to live in the USA. Also ahead, update listeners sound off. But first, the president of Ukraine, Zelensky, suggesting a world war may already be underway, telling NBC News' Lester Holt, quote, Nobody knows whether World War III may have already started. It's very hard to say. We saw this 80 years ago when the Second World War had begun. Nobody would be able to predict when the full-scale war would start, unquote. The pandemic returning to Europe, new cases of COVID up 48% in the U.K. compared to last week. Germany confirming the highest number of daily infections since the outbreak began two years ago. Back in the USA, Pfizer now says emergency authorization for a fourth booster is needed. Doctors believe the vaccine wanes in most adults after about four months after the shot. Americans returning to the skies in record numbers. U.S. citizens spent $7 billion on air travel last month, the most since COVID hit. The TSA now screening 2.6 million passengers each day. That number had dropped to less than 200,000 at the height of the pandemic. The price of fuel causing ticket prices to jump 15% in the last few weeks. And they will go higher. Latest polls show 47% of Americans will delay trips to Europe this summer if the Ukraine conflict continues. U.S. News & World Report released its annual list of the most dangerous cities in the USA. Towns are ranked by violent crime, police response time, access to health care, drug addiction, life expectancy. Worst places this year, most dangerous? Shreveport, Louisiana, St. Louis, Flint, Michigan, San Juan, Puerto Rico, and number one, Memphis, Tennessee. The odds of being a crime victim in Memphis, one in 100. Wow. In a moment, update listeners have their say. Right back. by using promo code Bill at checkout. So please go to fastgrowingtrees.com, use promo code Bill at checkout. Time now for the O'Reilly Update Message of the Day. Listeners, sound off. We do this each Friday. You can reach me, Bill at BillO'Reilly.com, Bill at BillO'Reilly.com. Name and town if you wish to opine. First letter comes from Marcella, the Villages, Florida. Bill, why does Putin get to dictate terms? If the West provides Ukraine with arms that cause a significant setback to Russia, he could call those arms a provocation and threaten nuclear war. Well, he's already done that, Marcella. He's already threatened everything he can threaten. But because innocent people are being slaughtered in Ukraine, the West, America, NATO, has to provide arms so the Ukrainians can protect themselves. We have to. Now, if Putin ups the war and invades a NATO country, then World War III develops. It's a horrible situation, but you cannot back down from evil. Arthur, Guilford, New Hampshire. O'Reilly, you mentioned tonight that Biden would veto legislation brought to him If the Republicans win a majority in the House and Senate next November, is it not possible they could override the veto? No, Arthur. You're not going to get two-thirds of Republicans in the Senate. I think the Republicans will get a majority next November, but not two-thirds, which is what you need to override a presidential veto. Tom Clayton, North Carolina, I think the Democrats, such as Pelosi, want America to enter the war because that would make Biden a wartime president, and Americans historically rally around wartime presidents just in time for the midterm election. Tom, come on. I mean, these kinds of conspiracy theories, this is so far out there. You know, Pelosi doesn't want war. It's horrible for everybody, including Pelosi. What is true is that the Biden administration, the Democratic Party, are hoping there isn't a wider war so they can say that President Biden kept us out of World War III. That is a much stronger campaign position. Think about it. Deborah Hudson, Florida. Bill, tonight you mentioned that Michelle Obama would gain the Democratic nomination if she chose to run for president in 2024. Isn't most of Biden's administration from the Obama era? Yeah. But Joe Biden is not going to run for president again, Deborah. His own party doesn't want him to. He is a damaged president and is not coming back primarily because of economics. You can't come back from this kind of pain. And in November, as we predict, the Republicans are gonna have a historic landslide in the midterm election. So Biden's toast and his own party knows it. Well, who do they turn to? The most powerful vote getter in the Democratic party right now would be Michelle Obama. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by putting it together. If you would like more honest news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall 265532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 438 years ago today, the first czar of Russia died in Moscow. His family would rule the country with violence for the next three centuries. Listen up, Vlad Putin. Here is the story of Ivan the Terrible. Born in 1530, Ivan was the son of the Grand Prince of Moscow. The seeds of his brutality were sown in his miserable childhood. His father died when he was three, his mother when he was eight. The young prince barely survived a power struggle between competing Russian dynasties. He and his brother nearly died of starvation. Both lived on the streets for months. At age 14, Ivan began consolidating power. He had his enemies arrested and executed. Some were torn apart by hungry dogs— as Ivan watched. Three years later, the teenager was crowned czar of all Russia. The term czar being derived from the word Caesar. For the next decade, Ivan would expand his power, conquering neighboring countries and eliminating all dissent. Ivan ruled Russia through sheer brutality. Examples, He gouged out the eyes of the architects who built Moscow's main cathedral so a similar church could never be constructed. He earned the name Ivan the Terrible in 1570 when he rounded up priests and monks who opposed his rule and hundreds were beaten to death. Even Ivan's family could not escape his brutality. He once beat his daughter-in-law so severely she miscarried. He also killed his own son by stabbing him in the head with a metal spike. Ivan died from a stroke while playing chess in 1584 at the age of 53. And here's something else you might not know. The Tsar's violent legacy lingers to this day as Russia's history has been steeped in bloodshed. Since the 16th century, more than 60 million Russians have died from famine, war, and political oppression. And now, today, Vladimir Putin is carrying on that horrendous tradition. Back after this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woo a hand clap a high-fiver. I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.